Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network, like Cinema PsyOps, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcast, Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Ming Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Metal Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick Six Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Witch vs. the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found. Welcome to Rabbit and Red Radio. I'm your host. You're done with the dynamic shit. Wow. This is the second show in a row that you haven't been dynamic. It's like you just... Wow. Well, I'm also keeping in mind that you can't really edit. So, having listened back to a couple of them and when it's all distorted because you're boosting shit when you don't need to and stuff like that, it's just like, oh, well, I'll just help them and not do it. Yeah, well, I stopped doing that now with the other ones. With the the newer ones now, because I'm, I think it's because I'm using a newer version of Audacity. I also told you that you can just adjust sounds and stuff, like, things that you should know being the guy that edits, but, you know, whatever. Obviously, so, I do not. Yeah. All right, we'll do a take two. Yes, please do a take two. I enjoy take two. Welcome yeah, to Rabbits in Red Radio. I'm your host, John Spooky Rhodes, and joining me, as always, is the madman Michael J. That's putting that impossible whopper right back up into my rectum. 
right back up. Yeah. Oh, so it's already been out. It's 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 it's. I I can tell it's 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 going around in the gut and it's like sliding out of my ass. But you just like shipped it right back up there. All right, so. Uh, we touched upon this real quick last episode. We discussed It Chapter 2. Um, before we really move on to anything else, I, I kind of want to touch upon uh, more than that. Because I did revisit it. Uh, and its flaws kind of stood out more to me this time. Of but course it did. I'm not going to really touch upon that because I still believe it's a good film and still endorse people seeing it. What I do want to touch upon is the It miniseries. Uh, yeah, actually, that's funny because I was going to pull that disc out and, and watch it because I was very curious to revisit it myself. Although, from what I do remember, I will say that I think... I don't know. See, and I, I enjoyed the second part of the miniseries. I don't know how many people actually felt that, but I kind of dug that. Uh, well, the general consensus is that the children's stuff is stronger. Um, my my sent or my sentiments on the whole subject is that uh, none of it's very strong. I don't understand the the love for that miniseries. I guess if you kind of grew up with it, yeah, but man, it it's not great. It's. I'm not even sure if it's good. Feel like it didn't age well. Uh, not at all, man. No, no, no. It it is blatantly made for TV. Um, the production value is not good. A lot of the acting's iffy. I'll be completely honest with you. It took me two tries to get about two hours into it, and then I just stopped. So you didn't even watch the whole thing. Nope. Well, couldn't finish it. Well, see, that doesn't. Well, not that I couldn't. I didn't want to. Well, see, that doesn't count then, because I've heard numerous people on, you know, in numerous outlets say that you cannot give your thoughts on a film unless you completely finish that film. Uh, and those people can suck my dick, because, <laughs> uh, yeah, I can give my opinion that it's not good enough to finish. That is an opinion. Um... Wow. <laughs> so right there, if it is something that is beloved to you, yeah, I get that. I obviously, too, have nostalgic films that I know aren't good, but I still love. There's nothing wrong with that. But we also have to realize that, uh, man, it's just not that great of a film. I, uh, And here's the thing. With our Instagram page, I, I ran a poll, and which do you prefer? The It miniseries or It Chapter 1 slash Chapter 2. And you know, the miniseries just beat it out. I would say it was probably about 57% miniseries. Yeah. And having seen that, and already having somewhat of the urge to go back and revisit it, I did. And I don't think the miniseries is very good um it, it's obviously closer to the book in some aspects but it's not captivating did you watch the miniseries on blu-ray no actually uh sci-fi was airing it with uh, segments of interviews and whatnot and obviously since it was made for tv 
not much point in pulling out the old Blu-ray, so I just DVR'd it. Well, see, it's a, it's a shame that you didn't watch it on Blu-ray because that would have enhanced your experience. Uh, I doubt it. Um, yeah, I I was not compelled at all. Uh, I didn't think the kid actors were that great. Uh, I didn't think the adult actors were much better. Um, it was nice to see some familiar faces, but man, that I just thought the production value was kind of shit, and I just couldn't get behind it at all. Like I said, I fell asleep the first time I started it, and then I picked it back up, and I think I'm almost finished the children's stuff but i i was to the part where they were in the sewer firing a slingshot at pennywise and i just could not give a shit and knowing most of the reviews saying all that shit was the best it's just like man i am not investing another hour and a half into this wow i'm done that is uh i am more surprised than i think you know at this point, I, you know, I, like I said, I always thought the, the miniseries was enjoyable. Not to say that I didn't enjoy the uh, the film versions, I certainly did. But I definitely don't abhor the miniseries as much as you do. Uh, well, it, it may sound like I absolutely hate it. I don't. Yes. I just, I don't think it's good. Uh... I mean, I can't really give it a rating because I didn't finish it. But it wasn't it wasn't worthy of me finishing it, in my opinion. Um, I just... And saying that, I'm not saying that's the film. I'm saying my enjoyment of it was not worth me continuing. I really could not give a shit. And I, I, you know? I just... I can't... Like, I can't wrap my head around it for... For whatever reason, I just cannot wrap my head around that. Well, here's here's what I think it is. Is I have no nostalgia for it. I rented it on VHS once as a child. And I watched it. And I remember thinking that I enjoyed the children's stuff so much more than the adult stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, tape one. Right. But that was really it. I, I only had brief memory. You know, just... just like little snippets so i i was really interested in revisiting it and i do have to say my favorite part is tim curry tim curry is great there's no taking anything away from his performance at all but nothing else really interested me Hmm. i mean it was nice seeing um what's his name from night court Oh, um, who the hell was in that? Um, Harry. Oh, yeah, that's right, that's right. Um, Harry, um... Harry Anderson, he's dead now. Anderson, yes. Yeah, yeah it was nice seeing him. He's dead now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't... Uh, eh. Anyway, that's enough of that. Uh, if you're beloved, great. Um, I don't. If, if you don't have that nostalgia for it... Go in very guarded if you really want to. If you're just curious, just don't. Read the book, it's better. Or just watch the new films. I beloved. it. Well, you like trash too, Mike. I disagree with your statement. 
But we will come back to that, Michael. We will come back to that. But off air, you mentioned to me that you saw a new trailer that you actually think looks good. I do. Pray tell, Michael. What trailer was this? Well, I also said that I feel that um, Blumhouse is the new Dimension Films, which means that Blumhouse is quality, like Dimension Films once was. So basically, what you're really saying is, I'm biased to thinking anything they do is good. No, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that I'm thinking that everything they do is good. Right, so... And, and not just thinking it, but knowing it. Yeah, so you have an illogical belief that anything they turn out is good. See, but I don't understand what's illogical about it. Uh, there's proof that not everything they turn out is good. Yes, but see, that's only your opinion. All right, well, continue. Okay. Well, as we know, they are making a film... That is that releases December thirteenth of this year, entitled Black Christmas. Yes, this is the second remake of Black Christmas. And yes. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and yes, I do think that it looks damn good. I do think that it it will be right up there with the two thousand and six remake that Dimension did, which I absolutely loved. Oh, right there is more evidence that you love shit. I mean, it just has, I mean, it has, like, slasher aspects. You have shit that, that, that's scary. I don't understand what people's issue with the movie is. The original dealt with sorority sisters in a house during Christmas time. So what the fuck is the problem here, people? Why do you have such a stick up your ass about this goddamn thing? Women because it's betraying everything because, that Black Christmas is. Why? Because women are empowered and don't fuck with the sisters, or you fucked with the wrong sisters. Who cares? No, 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 no. No, you're, you're reading it all wrong, because actually, the original Black Christmas was very empowering for women, and was actually, at its point in time, very progressive okay. of their portrayal of women. Right, okay. Right? So it's always had that built in. Okay. So I think a lot of people's biggest problem yeah. is that it is a betrayal of the story How of Black Christmas. Okay, all right. Okay, yeah, okay, all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Now, those people, then, then realistically... I am one of them. I know that. If you have a problem with this, then you should have a problem with Rob Zombie's Halloween films. No, that's not true because yes, that's yes, it is true. true. It is one hundred percent true. To the principles of it, no, 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 no. It is one hundred percent true because it still is not an issue. Or okay, all right, all right. Case in point. Okay, then you should have a problem with the two thousand and eleven Fright Night remake starring. Anton, I got crushed by a Jeep Yelchin. No, because that still has the same core story. It's no, not as good. No, but no. It's actually, that, I've only seen it once. Actually, it is actually quite good. Um, okay. You know, despite the fact that he got run over by a Jeep and died. but <laughs> Pinned against a wall, there's a difference. Well, still, it, the, the, 
the end result was the same. Let's just say that. Yeah, it's tragic. Yeah. Anyway. But um, so but still, it's it's the same thing with Black Christmas. No, Christmas. actually, a proper analogy would be prom night. Oh, Jesus this Christ. is like that. prom night. Right, but then here okay. and prom nights. Okay. In title only okay. remake. All right. Well, then I got to tell you this. Have you seen there's there's four prom nights in the original franchise? Have you seen any of them outside of the original? Uh, I want to see. I I've seen part two, but it's so long ago that I you probably don't, don't remember. Know. Okay. Well, then let me let me let me fill you. Yeah, in. I know it's an anthology series. Right. I know well, they don't have a direct storyline. Exactly. Line. So let me fill you in on that now. So yes, each one is a sequel in name only. It doesn't. It does not. Then why not call it Prom Night Six? Right. Okay. Why not? I would be fine with that. Okay. Calling it Prom Night means you are remaking the original Prom Night, and you should be beholden to the core story of that. I'm not saying the entire story, and you need to do a shot-for-shot shot remake because that's bullshit. Yeah. Nobody wants that. Okay. I'm well, saying the core elements of the story are what is essential to a remake. Okay, you can well, interpret that differently. You can do stuff with that. Well, how do like you know? Like case with Rob Zombie. Okay. However. Well, how do you know that this Black Christmas will not focus on the core elements of the story? Because at least what we've been shown in the trailer already has nothing to do with that. Yes, it does. Because she's getting a phone call on a cell phone from a fucking caller like that happened in the original 1974 version. Right. So that's the core story right there. You're No, you're the right. core story... You are... Have, when's the last time you've even seen Black Christmas? It's been a few years, but still. Okay, le allow me to remind you, because I watch it every single year. Okay. Black Christmas, you were right about the sorority girls and blah, 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 yeah. is not just about the phone calls and all that. Black Christmas is much in the vein of Halloween, mostly because, eh, maybe, maybe not, John Carpenter riffed off a lot. Anyway, um, about the atmosphere, about the mystery, and, and really just rationing and building that tension of these girls in this house being hunted by somebody. You don't know who, mm -hmm. and already in the trailer, they've ruined who. Well, and no, they've okay. taken away that. So we are led to believe from this trailer, mm -hmm. and that's all we can really discuss right now, is that they've tossed the slasher aspect out. They've tossed the mystery out because they've already ruined that. So we're left with this women's struggle against the uh, male oppression yeah, but I I didn't get a cool I didn't get a clear view of who was the actual killer and why they gave that they didn't give that away in the trailer. Oh, so you weren't paying attention? Okay, I so certainly was. In the trailer, they established that Carrie Elways is a professor there. Okay. And then within the very same minute, we see you know uh, guys in robes mm -hmm. trying to kill the women. We then see yeah, Carrie Elways in a robe with the hood down, mm -hmm. talking about how we have to make certain sacrifices, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Meaning that he's in the charge of some uh, 
fraternity, some bullshit like that, and they are intending on sacrificing these group of women. Hmm. Whoop the fucking do. Yeah, I find that enjoyable. I feel that that is a breath of fresh air, and I think that this will definitely elevate this remake of the film. I feel that it is a betrayal of the title, and I'm going off from that alone. I now, the concept, could it be good? Maybe. Um, I'm still, just just from the concept, I'm not sold. Because it doesn't look thrilling, it doesn't look scary, it doesn't look funny. I don't know what I'm supposed to feel from this. I'll tell you um, what I'm supposed to feel. I'm supposed to feel that I want to start calling Blumhouse Dimension Films Jr., so they produce a lot of shit. Some of it's decent, but most of it's shit. I disagree. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it feels like it's a cash-in. In all honesty, with some of the stuff they've done, I was actually really hyped up for this. I was really hyped up for a modern take on it where we just really get to ratchet up this tension and stuff with these girls isolated in this house and somebody trying to kill them. But instead, we've already seen that it doesn't even all take place there. We've seen that, you know, they're moving out of the house real quick. So, you know, with the concept of what it is of male oppression trying to sacrifice these women, I was hoping for at best we get a gory, you know, home invasion, but it doesn't even look like we're going to get that because they're taken to some secret lair. You know, I, I, like I don't know. Idea. Secret lair. I just, and, and I'm, I'm really confused by it because like I said, I get no read off from this. I don't know if it's supposed to be funny. None of it looks thrilling or scary. I, I don't know what they're going for besides cashing in on the whole women empowerment bullshit. And I say bullshit because it feels forced into this film. Because guess what? Before you get all, you know, bent out of fucking shape here, ladies, or whatever the fuck you are, mm -hmm. uh, the original was really fucking progressive and fighting for women's rights. So go fuck yourself. Right, well, then this could be this, this is the same way. So it's keeping within that. It's not though. It this is, is more like you. Name. You said comparing Halloween to Rob Zombie's Halloween. This is like if they made Halloween and just cut out Michael Myers and the slasher, and it was just about children trying to kill Lori. That would be something I would probably watch. I mean, they've made a bunch of them, just not called Halloween, mm -hmm. and that's that. I'm fine with. Call it Me Too Christmas. I'm good with it. Whatever. Make a better trailer that doesn't give away your, your fucking plot twists and gives people an identifying feeling of what they they're should expect going in to watch this instead of just blah. I think you're way off base on this. I, I think you're being way too picky, and I think that you are setting yourself up just not to enjoy it because... You're doing it because you know that I'm going to enjoy it. So you're doing this. No, I honestly don't give a fuck what your opinion is. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm so vile against it because I do beloved the original. I was really fucking excited for this because it's Blumhouse. And, you know, they have done some decent to good stuff. And I had high hopes. And then, you know, the trailer comes out. And it's like, oh, 
So you just shit all over my hopes. Okay, I'm not going to watch this. I'm not going to theaters. I don't even know if I'm going to pay to rent it. Oh, well, you won't have to because I'm going to get it, so. Yeah, be honest, that's probably the only way I'm going to watch it is, you know, when you give me a copy. (laughs) I hope it comes out on 4K because I'm telling you right now I would buy the 4K in a second. Oh, there's no fucking way I, I would waste that money on it. No fucking way. I would buy two copies of a film I actually liked before supporting that. <laughs> would you, okay, would you buy the current Lionsgate Blu-ray of Evil Dead 1 and 2 before you would buy that? Well, I have it on Blu-ray. No, 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 4K. Um, maybe. I don't really see the point in it, but... It's 4K, goodness. The the new the new transfer with the new score and what too. I'm interested in, eh. especially going to the theater to experience eh, it. Eh, nah. No, I'm I'm happy with my 4K. That is the that is the best and only good presentation that exists. Yeah, this is a brand new 4K transfer from the original camera negatives. Yeah, and so was the one that 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 I have on 4K UHD right now. So you're you're just content with this one, not knowing the quality that the new one could be. It could be better. I don't think that's possible. I'm willing to bet it is better. I don't think that's possible. I think that... Uh, so you're telling me if they released this new transfer on a UHD disc, you would buy it? Uh, no, what I'm saying is I'll actually look up the reviews and compare screen grabs and shit of it and consider it. Because at least this one offers something new. There's a new score, you know. Uh, yeah, I listened Before, to it. It, just it offered nothing new. There was no incentive for me to get it whatsoever. It wasn't even, like, a cool packaging. Yeah, well, see, I mean, like, here's the thing. I, I look, I listened, or no, I watched the clip, and I heard the, the snippet of the new score, and I didn't like it. I was like, I just don't think this is good. I think you should have just stuck with the original. Thank you. Hmm. Well, who knows? I might feel the same. Uh, I would like to view it in theaters, though, and I'm hoping to do that. Well, we'll see. Speaking of, I'm still hoping to go see Candy Corn in theaters and uh, enjoy it more that way. Because seeing a film in a theater, to me, is so much more conducive to actually... I don't want to say paying attention, but fully absorbing it. You know, when I'm at home, there's there's animals around, and there's distractions, and when I'm in the dark the movie theater, it's, it's, what? All you gotta do is give the animals chloroform or something, you'll be fine. Yeah. I, in a darkened theater, is it's completely different. Um, I did my best to, well, no, not really, because I was expecting you to actually, you know, take the time to watch it so we could go back and forth, so and I didn't have no. I will when, when I get my disc, which shipped today, I believe. Yeah, fucking asshole. Anyway, speaking of all of this, something came up very recently on our group page. That's right, we have a group page. You should go and join that, not like it, because liking it is following clickbait bullshit. But joining joins all of us. Join us. Anyway, on that, a discussion came up around a complete and utter trash film that's actually getting a sequel. Oh, 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 oh. And before oh, you get excited, Michael. Oh. Yes. 
Calm down. Yeah. This is my punishment film. Oh, it felt good. I reviewed a film for you guys, or am about to, as punishment, because I don't feel my take was uh, the best I could have done on Candy Corn. So I'm punishing myself with The Gallows. Oh, yes, it felt good. So I had to write down our characters' names just because they make so little impression. So I'm going to toss them out here now. Uh, maybe you'll keep up with me. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't care. So we have uh, Reese, who's the lead, uh, was a football player, is now a drama nerd trying to bang a drama nerd, which makes no sense. Anyway, uh, we then have uh, Piper, uh, who's the drama nerd. Ryan, who's the football friend, and Cassidy, who's his cheerleading girlfriend. Hmm. All right. So this abomination uh, kicks off uh, with a school play in 1993 where a boy accidentally gets hung. Yeah, okay. It wasn't exhilarating. It it happened. Uh, I guess... I don't know. I think it's somewhat of the filmmaker's inexperience because you should feel something. You should feel slightly horrified watching a child die. Mm. I didn't feel anything. I don't think you're supposed to. Oh, so you're not actually supposed to feel anything while watching a parent film their child's school play and watching one of said children die? Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. We then get some bullshit police evidence card because, you know, that's something the police would fucking release. Bullshit. Uh, We then meet our leads, uh, and we understand that Reese can't act for shit. He's in a school play, which isn't a big surprise because no one in school plays can really act for shit. I disagree. Oh, I'm sorry, Mike. I forgot. You were amazing when you played that tree. I was the Tin Man. Uh, okay, so the consensus of this is the Tin Man. Who the fuck cast you in such a large lead? That is moronic. Anyway, the idea behind this film is that twenty years after this, so twenty years after nineteen ninety three, the school is putting on the exact same play again. No, no, they're not. There is no fucking school that had a child die is going to celebrate said event by putting on the exact same play again. Go fuck yourself, film. That ain't ever happening. Yeah, never, do it. ever, do ever. It in the memory. That's that's correct. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had a horrible school shooting here. We're going to hold a play in honor of it. We're, we're reenacting it. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. They would never, ever bring up a tragedy like that. I think they would. <laughs> uh... And right now, while watching it, you know, we're getting to understand all this and we're, what, five minutes in? I'm asking myself, why the fuck is Ryan recording all of this all the time? Uh, Here's a spoiler, people. We never get that explanation. We never get the throwaway line of, oh, this is so fucking cool, I wanted to watch it. Or, you know, oh, it's kind of like separating yourself, isn't it? Right, Heather? Yeah, it's not like real life, huh, Heather? No, you get no fucking scene that explains it. So just roll with it. Because, it, yeah, he's filming. Right? Anyway. Uh, Ryan, our football player, while filming nonsensical bullshit, 
discovers that the stage door doesn't actually lock. Ooh. So he then convinces Reese that since he can't act for shit, that they should come back that night and destroy the set, saving him from embarrassment, especially in front of who Ryan has just discovered, his crush, Piper, Piper, whatever the fuck her name is. Piper. Piper? Piper? I think it's Piper. Whatever. It's a fucking stupid name. Sexy. So, Ryan and his girlfriend, Cassidy, which... Damn. Anyway, uh, they convince him. They, they come along and they start destroying the set. But lo and behold, uh, Pfeiffer. Uh, met, uh, oh, there we go. <clears throat> shows up. And uh, they confess, but everything's magically put back together. All right, whatever. <laughs> They go to leave, but they're, of course, locked in, and there's no cell service. Uh, Ryan starts to be a dick. He falls. He gets his leg broke. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, that just adds his attention. Uh, sure. Uh, Cassidy gets hung, which, you know, it's actually not bad. Mm-hmm. Uh they, for whatever reason, are chased up to a catwalk. You know, suddenly ropes appear because that's spooky. Um, uh, Reese decides he's going to go back for uh, Piper, um, and uh, uh, for some unknown fucking reason, they recreate the final scene of the play. Like they're they're not possessed. They're not forced to do this. They just they just kind of do it. But, yeah. I, I hope my confusion is coming through here because they just, for no reason while being chased around by a ghost, mm. the ghost of the boy that was hung, by the way, right. uh, recreate that. And then Reese gets up on the gallows and gets hung. I turns out. I don't see a problem. Yeah, issue? turns out Piper is in on it. Uh, we then cut to the police raiding her home with her mom, which turns out was one of the original cast members, and she's possibly the daughter of the boy that got hung. And then we see the police die because of a ghost, the ghost dad. Yeah, ghost dad. That's what I should have been saying the whole time. Fuck, sorry. Burns a joke. Anyway, but, yeah, the cops die because of ghost dad, and... Dumb. 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 I feel dumber for reviewing this. Okay, let's actually break down my true thoughts on this film after walking you through that cat shit. Steaming cat shit with glass and under it. Um, This film is really an example of how not to do a found footage film. I mean, the footage being shot is completely nonsensical. Uh, there's no reason for the character to continuously be filming. Um, there's no reason for it to be edited together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the plot is okay. Uh, it could be a whole lot better. I mean, let, 
let, let me just spitball here to you real quick. What happens if, you know, the school gets shut down because of the PTA and outrage after the boy gets hung? You know, there should have been more safety, blah, blah, blah. So for graduation or, you know, April Fool's Day or Halloween or whatever, just because the kids are getting drunk and decide to break in and, and have their party there. And guess what? The set is still there on the stage. Ooh, of course they incite the ghost and it can take off from there. Wow, that makes more sense, huh? Weird how I could just pull something that makes better sense out of my ass. And if if you're insisting on it being found footage, I don't know, make it that they were filming the party and they're hoping to get laid or something and they were wearing like the the camera that you you just wear, so it's is filming constantly. And you love found footage, so I'm surprised you weren't all over this. Well, this is an example of a bad one. No. <laughs> um. All right. So there, there's a better plot, but the plot's okay. I mean, the the plot for what we get is okay. Um. Uh, none of the kills are great. Let's be completely honest. None of them are great. Um, the only one that I did actually kind of like was uh, Cassidy's. I thought that one worked kind of well with the emergency lighting, and we can kind of see the ghost creeping up. The lights blink, the noose is around her neck, boom. That was decent. That wasn't bad. Um, I think this ending is fucking moronic. Not just stupid, it is moronic. It, it is. Michael J., I give you better credit for writing endings in this this i i don't know what happened i don't know if you know the guy's dog ran across the keyboard and they're like yeah that makes sense how good enough how can or if they're dog... just filming and it's like oh shit it just ends here what happens i don't know yeah that's a, it's a let's just ending. recreate the end of the play and fucking kill him and then then what well uh we'll do a jump scare of some cops getting killed oh okay well, we've only got a day left. Yeah, okay, let's do it. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's a coherent um, ending if I've ever saw one. <laughs> like I said, th this could have been better. Um, not only the plot change, but let me put it to you guys this way, too. What if you just never saw the ghost? What, what if you didn't get that guy chasing him around? What if it was just shit happening mm. people flying around nooses appearing and personally i think that's a little scarier than just a guy showing up and walking towards you i get that that's still the ghost but eh, i i don't know it just wasn't effective in this um but all in all like i said the basis of the idea is good um it's just everything else isn't really mm. uh my overall rating i give this two stars only because it did have a couple nice shots and there were some halfway effective moments but all in all this is just an example of how not to do a found footage film i'll round that up to four stars for you uh Two stars is dead even. You can't round that up. No, uh, I would round it up. If anything, well. it rounds down to a zero. Well, I'll tell because you it's, you're, you're, this, this is not a recommend. This is an avoid. Do not watch this film. The only, okay, no. 
allow me to take that back. The only way I suggest you watching this film is if you are prepping to make a found footage film, then please watch this and take notes on what not to do. Um. Almost everything this does is an example of what not to do. Well, I mean, I totally disagree. And plus, the reason that I would round it up to a four is because you are um, scoring on a Michael J. curve, I like to say. So, we give a me curve gives your rating uh, a benefit of the doubt, so it makes it better. So, you're saying you would give this a four, and I give it a two. Oh, no, I would, so give, I would give it a five. this is just another example of how Michael J. likes trash. I would give it a five. What are you talking about, four? So, you're saying this piece of shit is a perfect film. Oh, exactly, 100%. Wow. I... I... I really am left speechless and have nothing to say, so let's just go to break and... Uh, Maybe I can pick my job off the floor and compose some actual thoughts after that fucking bombshell. Holy shit. An Evil Dead TV show? No way. Negan is coming to The Walking Dead. That's awesome. Don't you guys think a werewolf series is long overdue? Oh, hello there. Are you looking for coverage of horror on the small screen that you can't find on any other podcast? Then welcome to Evil Episodes Podcast, where we take an in-depth look at horror around the dial, covering everything from today's hits like The Walking Dead, American Horror Story, and The Strain. As well as looking back into the TV horror vault to discuss anthologies like Tales from the Crypt, Monsters, Masters of Horror. Yeah, but do any of those shows have werewolves in them? What movies will become a TV series next? Just how many more seasons will every CW show get? Where would they put some damn werewolves on the TV? Tune in to Evil Episodes Podcast for all your horror on television needs and more. I need werewolves. Hey, did I mention how Lovecraftian all this actually is? Okay, and we're back. And no, 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 no. Take two. That that was lackluster <laughs> at best. Try it again. All right, and we're back. No, 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 no. Try and be excited about it, Mike. I mean, really try and put forth some emotion. You know, really just hook people right off the bat that, like, you're excited to be here. Maybe they'll be excited to be here. Just try it again. One more time. Okay, we're back. Wow, you really can't act. <laughs> All right. So, yes, we are back. Um, That was a little lackluster. But, you know, that's still Michael J., and we tolerate him. Um... And, again, on the group page, this kind of discussion came up, and having recently watched Annabelle Comes Home, it occurred to me that this would make for a decent conversation. So, we are discussing the Conjuring universe. That's right, it's a universe, people. So, we're discussing the established films in said universe, and uh, I think we'll just rank them afterwards okay once once all said and done you good with all that michael i can work with that yes all right so having said the conjuring universe obviously everything started with the conjuring and this is all based off of well a majority of it is based off from ed and lorraine warren's uh stories Real life 
question mark. I like how you're 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 doubting their integrity. Uh well there's lots of evidence on either side. Now if you're a true believer, great. If you're somewhat skeptical like myself, you have questions, and if you just straight up think it's bullshit, well then we have decent movies to talk about. <laughs> but uh, the the core Conjuring films are based around the characters Ed and Lorraine Warren, mm -hmm. meaning The Conjuring and The Conjuring 2, and they show up in a couple of the other ones because, well, this is successful, and now you need in the universe to be a successful franchise instead of just sequels. So this is what we have. Um, the original Conjuring uh, came out in 2013 and received an R rating, much to everyone's shock, simply because... The MPAA found it too frightening. That, that's right, people. The MPAA could not point to any graphic scenes of violence, profanity, or anything like that to say this is why it's rated R. They were just too fucking scared of the film and thought that no one and under the age of 18 could handle it. That's our rating board for you. Yeah, even even the dog in the background there, Mike hates it, huh? Oh wow! You Fucking NBA. I'm surprised. <laughs> um, and this one is uh, it's pretty a simplistic story to kind of introduce the world. Where we're introduced to a family, they have a haunting, and they seek the help of the Warns, and the Warns help. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it's a hell of a film. I, I've I've always loved this one. Um. I saw this one in, in theaters, uh, and I, I will be honest, this one freaks me out a little bit. Mm, yeah, I mean, movies like this do kind of get to me as well. Um, I'm finding it just because of the, the ghost or spiritual nature. It just kind of makes it difficult for me to watch certain scenes of these films. Um... So, I mean, but I, I, I always, I did enjoy this one. Um, I do like the second one a little more than you do, though, I believe. Okay, well, uh, well, allow me to elaborate a little bit more. This one, uh, some of the scene, I mean, especially if you don't watch it frequently and your, your memory gets a little hazy of it and then you come back to visit it, right. it's still effective. The jump scares, all that, it works. It, it, still, it still will tap into that fear with me if given enough time in between viewings. Mm. Um, and I do have a core fear. Not only uh, is, is one of the things that I'm afraid of ghosts, which I've talked about before at length, but um, possession is also one of the things that frightens me. Uh, just a complete and utter loss of control of your body and, and being completely helpless and at the will of something else. So the and this scares you. Uh, a little bit, yeah. Not gonna fucking lie, but um, yes. uh, honestly, this one is at that level for me. Uh, and I think a lot of it has to do with some of the imagery in the third act. It really ties back into some nightmares and stuff that I've had even before the film. I, I'd had these nightmares, so it just really tapped into that primal fear that it was already instilled in me. Mm. And literally watching it as shit's rattling and she's starting to flow uh, in, in the theater, I got goosebumps. And it's just like, oh, this is just like my nightmares. 
So, yeah, that, that's kind of it. Well, I, I one nightmare in particular, I remember um, I there was a haunting going on. Like, doors would open, close things would move, and I, I remember becoming upset with it and vocalizing that, just basically, you know, talking shit to said ghost and actually becoming possessed. Um, what that meant was I was just kind of uh, viewing it was like watching a movie, but I was still within myself. I just couldn't control my body. I would hear my voice, but I wasn't saying anything. I would watch my hands and do things. I would watch myself move, but it wasn't me. And I ended up watching myself uh, enter my parents' living room and strangle one of them to death. Really? Yeah, it was not a pleasant dream. Oh, it was a dream. For a second, I thought you said, holy shit, you really did that. No, it was a dream, Michael. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I wonder if, like, if that really happened, like, if you really did that. Could you go to jail for that, you think? Uh, I don't know. Why don't you ask, uh, Ronnie DeFeo? Did he or why don't you ask your dog in the background? Holy shit, man. <laughs> you ever heard of a, a fucking bark collar? Um, I don't think that works. Oh, yeah, it does. It shocks them every time they bark. Uh, oh, yeah, I've never heard of that, then. Oh, yeah. Anyway, um, up next, uh, we got The Conjuring 2, because The Conjuring was very successful. And, uh, well, actually, I lied. We got Annabelle. Annabelle. And Mike oh, that's right. Annabelle. is getting a phone call because he no. can never silence his phone. No, that was the that because we have the ring doorbell, so that was somebody oh. walking outside the house, probably. Probably asking you to get your fucking dog to shut up. Oh. <laughs> yeah, technically you can't hear that dog outside. Uh, but I lied. Up next, we actually got Annabelle because so many people were just hooked by that opening scene where we were introduced to Annabelle and then so many people were underwhelmed by Annabelle because well, it's not a good film. I don't know, I liked it. I just, I thought the second one was much, much better, but I still liked it. Well, what did you actually like about Annabelle? Because it's we get the setup of how the doll maybe kind of got possessed, which was okay, and then we get this whole long, drawn-out, I want to be, you know, Rosemary's baby, mm -hmm. second and third act, but yeah. it's not Rosemary's baby, and not much happens. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, but see, it, it's a slow burn. It builds tension. So there you go. Um, That's a good thing. I don't know. I just, I guess I never really got a lot of the tension, and some of the stuff that happens, like... Uh, the 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 neighbor that has all the answers in the bookstore, and I think if they would have actually had some balls mm -hmm. and and really just shocked audiences, I, I could have went with it more. Like where the guy was uh, uh slamming the doll in the bed, and it was Annabelle, you know, it transformed into Annabelle, right. or. You know, it was Annabelle, and he just threw it away. Uh, what, what if, you know, the big reveal was he grabbed Annabelle and was slamming it in the crib and blah, 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 and then it 
the big reveal was it was his baby, and he just murdered it. He was just tricked by this demon, and he accidentally murdered his baby. Now that would be something, because then we could see this guy fight the demon. No, I honestly, I would have him break down his, his wife. What did you? What did you do? What did you do? And then him just dive out the window. Boom. End of film. Yeah, but how about before he does that? He kills the wife to shut her up, and then he dives out the window. Yeah, I mean, they, he could grab her, and they both go out the window. I'd be no, fine no, with that. No, 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 no. Don't put her out the window. Choke the life out of her first, and then put her out the you know. You're saying have him be possessed? Yes. Be so distraught that he, he is at that point where the demon can take him over, and then, you know, he's strangling her, realizes what he's doing as she's, you know, staring up at him. I love you! And breaks the spell and dives out the window. Yeah, I mean, if they had had balls and ended it like that, I think people would have received it better, but as is, it's... It ain't good. Um, it's... It's one of the few that I haven't revisited, mostly because I thought it was trash. Um, and it's one of the the few that I don't own. I disagree. That I don't own it? No, that you think it's trash. I think that I think that you're off base. Okay, well that's that's fine. You're you're entitled to that. Um, my impression of it was so low that I was actually put off of seeing The Conjuring 2. I wasn't excited to see it. I was expecting that, you know, maybe we'd hit this steep decline and we weren't getting quality anymore, but we did finally go and see it. I think it was almost this last weekend. And, I mean, I enjoy it. I think the story is, is more complex than it needs to be. Mm. In all honesty. I mean, because we, we have... Much the same as part one, where the story of this family being haunted and, you know, the Warrens coming to help. But not only that, we get the story of the Warrens struggling with their own stuff, which, that's fine. But then we get the story of the people that were there originally investigating. And, you know, it's not just that this is a haunting, it's that there's this demon that's been attached to the Warrens. And... It, it's concocted all of this to lure them there and kill Ed. It just seemed really needlessly complex. Well, you know, it just it, it, <clears throat> You need to get from point A to point B. So, that's just... I think you could have got there. point A to point B a lot smoother, in all honesty. Uh, I don't know. I think I kind of disagree with your statement. I think uh, like some of the stuff with the nun is effective, um, but I, I think the nun uh, was almost not needed, or, or that her role could have been lessened, mm -hmm. and, and really a lot of it just be unveiled in that house. Um, and I also thought the way they defeated it was just a little too easy. I mean, in the first one, it felt earned because they actually were able to touch the woman in such a way, not physically touch her, not like, ooh, yeah, you like that. But no, like, remember that day! And, and actually, you know, force her to get enough 
uh, inspiration or enough love or enough, you know, courage or whatever to overcome the demon. But in this one, they just said, Valak! And it is. It seemed, a, it seemed a little easy, you know? Well, maybe the demon came to them in a dream. And basically filled them in on all this stuff. That it did! And that's what doesn't make fucking sense is, you know, she's sitting there dreaming in their den about seeing the, the, the nun and asks, what's your name? What's your name? And the whole time we're seeing her scribble in her Bible and... Really? Come on. It, I don't, a lot of that could have just been cut and if we would have just got, you know, a simple... The Lord compels you. That I I would have gone with that a little bit better, but no. Overall, it's still a good film. I'm not taking anything away from it. The case is still interesting to hear about. Um, I think the Crooked Man was a little unneeded. I think this one was a little long and could have been trimmed down, but still good. I think the next movie is going to be the Crooked Man, or that's something that's in the works. I believe. Um, uh, it, it is listed as in development, so we don't know if there's much going on with that or not. See, but I don't think they need to keep doing this with each of these characters getting their own film. I think that's stupid. Well, no, uh, no, I agree there, because the Crooked Man doesn't. The Crooked Man is just the nun using that to scare the boy. There's no lore, there's no thing that... We don't need an offshoot because it's not earned. That's your neighbors bitching about the dog again. <laughs> But, I, I, I think, um, like, the curse of, of La 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 Yornia. Holy shit, was that even English or Spanish? <laughs> I don't know what the... Well, allow me to translate that for you people. <laughs> the curse of La Llorona. Ah, uh, correct. Um, I don't feel that that needed a spinoff. I think that that was a little ridiculous. Um... Wait, 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 what? Well, because that's part of the Conjuring thing. Um, you know, I didn't actually realize that until one of our listeners pointed that out. I did. Um, I actually had to Google it because I didn't believe it. And lo and behold, it is considered part of the Conjuring universe. I can but... send you... Did I send you a picture of the case? Because it says it's right on the case. Well, it says from the producers of The Conjuring Universe, and it's just like, well, you know, there's producers of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. doesn't mean that, you know, the Unfelt Ghost is part of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre series, but <laughs> I, 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 it is considered it, um, and it is very, very loosely attached to the world. And I actually just watched this one today because, you know, the whole time I was like, that's not part of it. No. And as it turns out, it is. Um... And when I say it's very, very loosely tied to the world, it has no connection to the Warrens whatsoever. Um, and the only connection it has to the Conjuring universe is the recurring character of the nun, or the nun, the priest from Annabelle. The one that the demon beat the shit out of, that we saw for one or two scenes. He shows up for two scenes in this movie, too. And it's the same actor, the same guy. Yep, same guy, same character. That is literally the only connection. Wow. That That's it. Besides the fact that it's a period piece and it's about a ghost, that's it. Mm -hmm. um, 
But yeah, you, you brought it up, so let's discuss that one real quick because I know you don't have anything on this one. You haven't seen it yet. No. Um, I did just watch this one today. Uh, I'm, I'm still going back and forth in my head uh, as to how I'm going to rate it and whatnot. Um, it is not one of my favorites. Uh, I think I think the idea behind it is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like the the simplicity of it that is boiling this down because you know a lot of these have multiple ghosts and stuff like this. This is this is you know one family, one ghost, and it's very cut and dry. There's no misunderstanding the ghost's intention, anything like that. Mm-hmm. I like all of that. I don't like. I guess the director, um, because watching it, it felt like it felt kind of nonsensical. Because you know the kids are hiding what's happening from their mom, and I'm just watching this. I'm like, what? Well, what's happening? Doesn't the ghost drown a girl in a bathtub? Well, the the whole the whole thing is La Llorona, or is uh, the weeping woman. And it's based off from a Mexican uh, myth, lore, whatever you want to say, of a woman, and this is a true story, or not story, but it's a true myth, uh, of a woman that was married to a rich man. Um, She finds out that he's cheating on her, so in a fit of rage, she drowns their children. And then, upon realizing what she has done, she drowns herself. And then this ghost is then cursed to kind of reenact this. It it, it keeps trying to get children, and it's just so enraged that it wants to drown them for them to be with her forever. So that's the curse, is once the ghost gets attached or or eyes on one of your kids, its intent from then forward is to drown your child and have your child be with her forever. Cool concept. Really like it. Um, but, like I said, I think the script was even halfway decent. But a better director would have changed a couple things around. Especially because the way it plays out, the kids are hiding shit from their mom mm-hmm. when they should have clearly said something. I, I mean, flashing back to when I was a kid, had I seen a fucking ghost and then it grabbed me and hurt me? I wouldn't be like, oh, oh, uh, I don't know, I fell down. I'd be like, mother, mom, mom, there was a fucking ghost, and then that bitch grabbed me. And there's no, no fucking way I wouldn't say what the hell happened. You couldn't shut me the fuck up about that. And, and being around children, I don't think you could shut the average fucking kid up about that either. So. I think so, the way some of the scenes played out, if if you had just changed a couple of them around and stuff, could have played out better. Um, I think the casting of uh, one of the leads wasn't very good. Uh, the... Uh, fuck. Rimaldo or... Rala, fuck. Uh, the witch doctor guy, um, he was supposed to be kind of like charming and funny. Except he wasn't charming or funny. Well, that's real good. Yeah. Um, like, he has these little one-liners that would hit with a better actor. Mm-hmm. But, 
Yeah, he should not have been cast in that role. I was just watching it the whole time, and it's just like, I, I, okay, watching it, I was thinking, man, if you got somebody like Freddie Rodriguez in that part, he would have probably killed. Because that guy can deliver a funny fucking line and still sound hard. Mm. Planet Terror. Okay, the guy from Planet Terror, Mike. Oh, I've never seen Planet Terror. Holy shit, Michael. <laughs> okay, so he's a smaller guy, but he can actually deliver those lines that still makes him sound like a badass, but make you laugh. Right. Whereas this guy was just like, oh, yeah, I suppose I was supposed to laugh there, but... Oh, no! All in all, <laughs> it was a decent film. Um, but, yeah, I, I would say check it out. Uh, but, you know, we also have uh, Annabelle Creation, where we get into the, the story of how the Annabelle doll was created and where the actual demon attached to it came from. And... Holy shit, is that film good? It is. It definitely is. I really, I thought that that was a, you know, I liked the original, but I thought that that was like you know, leaps and bounds above what the original was, even. Oh, the, there's no comparing the two. None whatsoever. I mean, that's like comparing uh, Top Gun to Hot Shots. Uh, Hot Shots is still a great film. Just saying, you can't compare the two. Um... I was actually burned by Annabelle so bad that I didn't go out of my way to see this. I didn't actually see this one in theaters. I didn't even watch it in the same year it was released. Uh, I did catch it later on Blu-ray, and I uh, freely admit, it freaked me the fuck out. <laughs> that third act, I, I was freaked out. Um, I remember being upset with myself because had I seen it, it would have made my top five of the, that year list. Really? Wow. Yeah. Uh, it, it should have been in my top five of 2017. Um, I really enjoyed that one. Scared the shit out of me. Really could not recommend that one more. Uh, and it's just uh, a, the story of uh, these orphan girls going to live with this old man and his uh, handicapped wife and then slowly discovering that there is something very, very evil lurking in the house. And I won't give any more away because if you haven't seen it, holy fuck, do you need to see that one. And if you haven't seen it, what's your problem? It really is a decent, decent, decent film. No, it, it's not decent. It is fucking good. <sighs> With a capital fucking. <sighs> I didn't know you could capitalize fucking, but okay. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, we also have The Nun, which is a pretty decent, um, uh, gothic-style horror film, mm -hmm. and I did enjoy that one. I didn't like The Nun at all. Really? I was very disappointed. I thought that, uh, it just drugged. I thought there was really nothing going on, and I hated it. Wow. It was definitely a more a lengthy popcorn more than the movie experience. That's shocking to me because I still put that above Annabelle. And I did buy the 4K, surprisingly enough. Uh, well, you do that for everything. 
Uh, now, it could have been better, but it's, it ain't bad. Uh, and then lastly, we have Annabelle Comes Home. Oh, yes. That is another one that I do enjoy. I mean, it's it's not as good as Creation, but it is right up there. Uh, I really dug this one. Um, th- I mean, this one, it doesn't have that serious tone like the Conjuring films. Or even Annabelle Creation. Uh, this one's based around the Warren's daughter and her babysitter. And it, it fits that, you know, child story tone a lot better. With its kind of almost fun, almost like sleepover, scary story kind of vibe to it. And, uh, yeah, it's just basically the Warren's house. They keep all these haunted artifacts and the shit gets loose. And all hell breaks loose, and it's it's just fun, man. I really enjoy that one. I mean, and plus that was the first movie that I saw in um, the 4DX technology. Um, so I think that that added to it for me, considering that I uh, screamed through a lot of it. And um, there were parts where, like, you know, it would rain on me, and that freaked me out. Or fog would just like surround my seat, and I almost peed my pants. Um, uh, but this one, all in all, I thought that it was, uh, I thought that it was good. Definitely not better than Creation, but uh, still good. And yes, it was better than the original. Well, yeah, hands down, no, no argument there whatsoever. Um, and it will be and- coming out to um, Blu-ray. Uh, not 4K, just a Blu-ray release on October 8th. Yeah, that's wrong. It should be getting a 4K. I was actually, I was going to buy it on 4K, but... Uh. Yeah, I'm disappointed that it's not getting a 4K either. And actually, to this point, um, the only Conjuring film to get a 4K is the name. Yeah. Which, uh, I guess is just more evidence that I'm right, and 4K is actually probably going to die out. But anyway, no, um... <clears throat> We, we've kind of covered the bases on what is out there. The only thing that we know for certain is coming is Conjuring 3. And, uh, and it's a werewolf tale. Uh, very possibly. Um, it's not very possibly, but, it is. Well, if you remember in Annabelle Comes Home, it's, it's, it is kind of a werewolf, but it's actually, you know, uh, a hellhound and the possession and blah, blah, blah. But I'm not encouraged about Conjuring 3 having done a tiny bit of research. Um, and that tiny bit of research is because I was looking into the course of La Llorona and found out that Michael uh, Shaves directed it. Well... Michael Shaves is also directing The Conjuring 3. Mm. And unless James Wan is taking a very, very proactive approach as a producer, I am not encouraged. Because, well, I think, you know, the curse works fairly well. I don't think he is, or at least in that film, displayed the directing capability of James Wan in the least. Mm. So. Well, maybe if The Conjuring 3 fails, they will bring him back to the forefront, maybe as a direct, you know, more hands-on approach for um, continuing the franchise. Well, the only 
the only other thing that uh, they have listed is uh, a nun sequel, uh, and yeah, I don't see James that. returning to do that. Well, do you feel that um, the Conjuring Three could kill the Conjuring Universe? Then, is that your thought? Uh, it. I mean, maybe. I mean, if it if it fucking bombs, yeah, I I, I think it will die. Yeah, I mean, I I already think that they're going a little far with it, so to speak. Um, I, I don't know if I would, I would say all that. Um, I can't say that they're going far with it, but at least so far what they've done makes logical sense. Uh, like I said, the Crooked Band doesn't make sense, and I don't think there's any reason for them to do that. But... Um, having said all that and kind of said our piece on the films, uh, I guess nothing really that controversial so far, but Mike, how would you rate the Conjuring films? Uh, and I'll help you here real quick. Cause I know you have a shit memory and yeah. a dog barking in your ear. Yeah. You have, uh, the Conjuring, the Conjuring two, Annabelle, Annabelle creation, Annabelle comes home, the nun and the Curse of La Llorona. Well, I have to exempt the uh, Curse of La Llorona. Yeah, that's perfectly Because I have not seen it yet, so I have to exempt that. Um, the Nun is definitely the worst. I can tell okay, you Okay, that so right that, that's your bottom. Yes, Nun is the absolute bottom. Um, and then I have to say... Ah, oh, shit. How do I do Um... I'm gonna have to go... This is, see, this is difficult for me because I, <laughs> I, I, see, it's probably easier for you because you just hate so much. Um, let's see. Um, Your second least favorite. Oh, my second least favorite. Um, I'm probably going to go with, shit, I think I'll go with The Conjuring. Really? I think. The original? That low? Yeah, I think. Wow. And then I'll go with, um, then I'll go with, uh, um. I really have no idea where you're going at this point, because you just shocked me right out of the gate with, like, oh, the beloved one is shit, fuck you all. <laughs> then I'll go with Annabelle. Uh, you fucking put Annabelle above the original, co oh my god. I need a drink. Then I'll go with, um, let's See. Then I'll go. You realize that almost anyone listening to this has lost respect for you and for this show they, for just that stupidity coming out of your mouth now. They, they lost respect for me as soon as I said that Blumhouse is, is um, a sign of quality that Dimension Films used to possess. They, they, they... Well, I, I still think there's quite a few people out there that actually think highly of. of uh, Blumhouse, so Dimension, he may not have lost them all right. Dimension Films Jr. Um, well, a lot of the young ones don't remember Dimension, so. Well, I'll, it's my job to bring that to them. Um, so, let's see. Alright, so I said Annabelle. Um, so, then I'm going to say probably um, The Conjuring 2. 
and then Annabelle comes home, and then Annabelle creation. Wow! Alright, I have to admit, I would have never guessed your list at all. Shocked, and more shocking to me, we yeah, actually... change had... when I see Crystal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, for, for as much shit as people could give one another, a film is really only as good as the last time you saw it. The, the experience that it gave you and the feelings that you left having seen that. So your judgment is your judgment, and yeah, it will change. It always does. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm actually kind of shocked because we actually have one of the films in the exact same spot. Really? Almost. Mm-hmm. Almost. All right, so I will do the same as you, and I will start at the bottom and work my way up. My bottom is Annabelle. Uh, I did not think that was a good film. Um, I do not recommend that one. Um, probably my next one would be The Curse of La Llorona. Um, this is a big step up. I, I do kind of suggest this one, but it's, it's, it's not great. Um... I will then go The Nun. I just thought there's a lot of good atmosphere and stuff in this one. Yeah, people so. have told me that the atmosphere is good. I just don't see it. Oh, there is. I, it almost reminds me of like the old like Hammer, just gothic and full of no, atmosphere. No, 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 no. Hammer has I mean, there's not enough breasts yes. and gratuitous blood for a Hammer film, but... Wow. <laughs> um, shit, I lost track. Uh... <laughs> So I said, uh, Annabelle, The Curse, and then The Nun. Mm-hmm. So I will go then uh, Conjuring 2. Oh. And than then you put it. Yeah, Annabelle Comes Home. Uh-huh. Thoroughly enjoying just a fun film. Uh, and then I would say Annabelle Creation, because not really a fun film, but fuck that one just creeped me out yes. it actually got me to the point where i pulled my legs up onto the couch oh boy. It, it it affected me that much um thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed that experience and then of course my number one is the original conjuring because uh like i said it, it tapped into a primal fear of mine and it's it's hard to beat that so yeah maybe so but that is our look at the Conjuring universe. I hope you guys enjoy it. I would love to hear what your thoughts and opinions are on the universe. Um, uh, tell Mike how he's fucking stupid. Tell me how my list is great. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, show us a little bit of love. Go to Apple Podcasts, look up Rabbit and Red Radio Network, and give... Well, probably like a three-star review. I mean, let's let's be honest. That that's fair. Yeah. Mike is on it, mm-hmm. so he does a lot of the production. So yeah. three stars. But I mean, if you you just enjoy listening to me and my awesomeness, five stars, obviously. But also, as I already said, go to our Facebook page and join us. Join Rabbit Red Radio. Uh, join in the conversations. Join in all of that. Let us know anything that's on your mind. Tell Mike to go fuck off. Tell me how great I am. Tell me to fuck off. I don't give a shit. But 
join us, don't like us, because, yeah, I've been over that, and I feel like a broken record. So, with all that being said, we appreciate you guys, and thank you for listening. And really, with all that being said, Mike, say my catchphrase. Um, Do it. Keep me bloody. Ah, you, you, bad boy. I will train you properly how to do it one of these days. But until then, people, keep it creepy. Fuck you. Far into the woods, witches wail. Witches cackle.
<gasps> that was horrible. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.